Good day, everyone. I am Mason Rayburn, and this is the Rayburn Report. And we've got around 20 people running for Senate this year in Georgia, which means if I was to boil each and every one of these human beings down to two minutes, this episode would be over 40 minutes long. And we're not going to do that because that takes way too long. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this at the beginning and the end, just in case you don't have time to listen to all this. I think the best Republican candidate is Doug Collins. I think if you care about the NRA and anti-abortion stuff and President Trump, he's your guy. I think the best Democrat candidate is Ed Tarver because he actually has government experience. If you want to play your real politic game and you kind of because the, the election is going to be determined by whoever can get 51 percent. Uh, Kelly Loeffler, who I personally do not like, has raised $17.5 million, so she's the clear Republican frontrunner. And uh, Raphael Warnock has raised $4.4 million. He's the clear Democratic frontrunner. I think if voting for Libertarian or Independent or Green is a waste of your vote at this point, you need to be hammering candidates to want to do ranked choice voting. And once you have ranked choice voting, third-party candidates will inevitably uh, sprout up. You cannot have third-party candidates in a first-past-the-post system. It just does not work. So if you want meaningful election reform, you need to be hammering Republican and Democratic candidates. So we're going to start in reverse alphabetical order, starting with Richard Dean Winfield. Now, Richard Dean Winfield, if you don't know who this guy is, he's running the Democratic Party. He is a philosophy teacher from Athens at the University of Georgia, and I want you just to imagine what a philosophy teacher looks like, and you've nailed him. Good job. Proud of you. His key messages are talking about economic independence. He wants a federal job guarantee, which is, whoo, that one's very far off the wall for me. I've never heard of that one here recently. He's pro-Green New Deal, and he wants to have a actual forcing the unionization and worker seats on corporate boards and balancing work, pay, work with paid family leave, nine-month paid paternal leave, one-month paid vacations. I mean, really, this is probably my ideal choice, but I don't think he's got a shot, but, you know, for whatever that's worth. And just like Mr. Winfield, Mr. Raphael Warnock is up next for the Democratic Party. Uh, Mr. Warnock received a bachelor's degree from Morehouse College uh, and a bunch of degrees from the Union Theological Seminary. He became a pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in 2005. He emphasizes his background growing up in a housing project with 11 sisters and brothers. He said his parents taught him the value of hard work, highlighting that he received a Ph.D., and became pastor of the Church of Martin Luther King. Warnock's campaign website says he's fighting for affordable health care, protect voting rights, and ensure the dignity of working people. Warnock said the government worked for Wall Street and that he would work more for the actual families. Mr. Warnock is unique among our, our Democrats because he is the highest raising one coming in as of June 30th with $4,400,000 raised. He seems to be the Democratic frontrunner. And now our first Republican, uh, Candice Taylor, spelled K-I-E. K-A-N-D-I-S-S, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, she's a lifelong resident of Appling County. She's a three-time graduate of Georgia Southern University with a Bachelor's of Science in Early Childhood Education, a Master's in In-School Counseling, and a Specialist in School Counseling. Uh, she's middle class. I'm a normal, she says, I'm a normal American just like the voters of Georgia. I'm pushing for the fair tax and term limits for Congress. I care deeply about the education and teachers having autonomy to teach without hindrance. And farming is a vital industry in Georgia and farmers must be protected. They need to be paid for their commodities. If you know any farmers not being paid for the commodities, uh, you should report that because that's kind of suspicious. Up next, and probably my choice, so be aware of my bias, is Mr. Ed Tarver. Uh, three key messages he talks about is restore trust, establish transparency, and build unity. Uh, he wants to manage the national debt, wants to make sure that our economy is working for Americans and Georgians alike, protect the United States from the impending economic collapse. Uh, the reason I like Mr. Tarver is because he actually has government experience. He was in the Georgia State Senate from 2005 to 2009, and he has a journal talking about keeping health care affordable and accessible for all Americans. 
And just like our previous guy, Washington does not currently work for the people, and he wants to be a force of change for creating a clear and effective federal government. And up next, our first actual independent, she's actually a Democrat, Valencia Stovall is a member of the Georgia House of Representatives, uh, representing District 74, which is kind of like southwest outside the perimeter of Atlanta. Uh, she's got political experience. Uh, I couldn't really find a lot about her, but, uh, you know, if you agree with her policies, especially if you're a constituent of her, you might want to consider voting for her as well. Up next, our first uh, libertarian candidate, Brian Slowski, has almost nothing out there online. I think he was able to make a debate, but I didn't see it. Um, if you're voting libertarian, if you have a libertarian mindset, I think Alan Buckley is a, is a better candidate, but we'll get to him. So that's all for Brian. Sorry, Brian. Another quickly, uh, Joy Felicia Slate. Can't find anything about her. I'm sure she's a nice person. Uh, but yeah, you got to put some stuff out there going next. Kelly Leffler is the current incumbent. She's our current senator, and I am not going to sugarcoat it. I do not like this person. Uh, you know, if you're a Republican and you have Republican leanings, there's Doug Collins, who I would probably suggest you'd vote for above her. Uh, I don't know what it is about her, but when she puts on a commercial, she sometimes fakes a Southern accent, even though she's from Illinois. And I really hate being pandered to, and it really bothers me that she does that. And then there was this, this is a really minor thing, but there's a commercial that she approved that uh, compared her conservatism to Attila the Hun. And the first thing that they list that Attila the Hun does is attack China. And it's not the fact that Attila the Hun didn't attack China. And it's not the fact that she didn't know that. It's the fact that nobody on her team either knew that or stood up for that. And it's these small, just little things, you know, little facts that get trampled on that make me not like this person. So I do not suggest you vote for this person, even if you are Republican or have Republican-leaning tendencies. Uh, we'll get on to someone else who actually probably does deserve your vote and without some actual government experience. Also, Kelly Leffler is our top-winning donation person, having received $17 million for her campaign. Up next with a measly $1.2 million is Democrat candidate Matt Lieberman. Matt Lieberman, who looks like he, I guarantee you, he makes his own beer in his basement. As, gra as a law graduate, he is the son of the, I believe it was, uh, crap, Attorney General, Connecticut Attorney General. He believes that health care is a right, create a resilient and inclusive economy for all Americans, protect the right, and vote to strengthen our democracy. I'm sure he's a nice man. He just kind of... Uh, doesn't have any more to say about him than that, and doesn't have any actual government experience, I believe. On the Democrat side is Tamara Johnson-Sheely, who has ran multiple times for office, all times so far unsuccessfully. Uh, she wants to establish a legal definition for the American descendant of slavery, which is a federal agency that would manage, maintain a national registry, and create a policy to address the needs, but not including and not limited to reparations, low-interest housing loans, low-to-no-interest small business loans, set-aside opportunities for government contracts, and college tuition reimbursement, student loan debt cancellation and funding for HBCUs. I'm guessing she wants to go above and beyond what's currently uh, set aside. She wants to raise the minimum wage from $7.25 to $15 an hour. She believes that Medicare for All is a public health care program that ensures that every American has health coverage and includes mental health support, preventative and treatment measures for opioid addiction, and a cap on prescription drug costs. And she actually lists this stuff on her website, which is super helpful for all of our other candidates. She wants to legalize marijuana, create infrastructure, wants to support Georgia farmers. Just going down her website, wants to protect the Second Amendment. Good stuff right here. Please, other candidates, follow her lead. And she has no government experience, and I'm almost considering voting for her, reading her, re her website. Super lightning round. A. Wayne Johnson suspended his campaign on October 1st, but he'll still appear on the ballot. Also, A. Wayne Johnson looks like Santa Claus meets the Colonel from KFC. Moving right along to uh, Jamisha James. Uh, 
She is on the Democratic side. Not a lot of information about her. She does have a list of issues on her website, which is helpful, but there is rhetorical questions. There's a quote from Verizon Media about social justice. Uh, she is an Air Force veteran, um, and she wants police reform, and then she's got solutions listed in all caps and red text, which I, okay, but that's all about her. Uh, combat climate change, build a clean economy, but really doesn't say how. Uh, opioid abuse prevention. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Up next is Deborah Jackson. She's the mayor of Lithany, Georgia, for eight years, two years on the city council. She's got a lot of local government experience. She brings experience and competence in governing to meet the current challenges facing the country and finding solutions. She's committing to addressing the inequalities in housing, education, employment, health care, and business development. She will fight for the protection and restoration of voting rights and the expansion of health care. Running on the Republican side is Annette Davis Jackson, whose website is a little unpolished, but because it, 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 it has a picture of a hamburger with like cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, like pushing her profile photo to the side, and you really can't see. Take part in something great, and it looks like there's a bunch of like pecans and something listed. Um, but we're not going to judge her on that. She does have some stuff, news articles dating back to May. Um, she wants to. She believes in. Uh, the Republic, the Republic is what she says. Protection from citizens, save depopulated cities, eliminate fraud, the feeding of seniors, protecting seniors' wealth, uh, begin training for all, reading for all. Um, uh, you know what? She's okay. Uh, the, on the independent side, we have Michael Todd Green, whose key messages are progressive national sales tax or progressive flat tax, which are two different things. Pell full scholarships to technical schools, community and state colleges, and he misspelled universities. And food supply issue. He gets his website through WordPress, but it does look a little bit more professional since the last one. Uh, he addresses, I think, racism, COVID-19, uh, abortion, uh, federal laws and policies. Uh, he wants to repeal the health market system with a new and improved Medicaid health market twofold cell public option insurance policies. Through our current Medicaid platform to individuals, household, and business as a fraction of current private plans. That's an actual okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty good guy actually. Uh, if you're on looking for an independent candidate, he might be your guy. On the Republican side, we have Derek Grayson. Uh, Mr. Grayson is uh, has no current political experience, but on his website, he talks talks about the fair tax, create jobs, reduce taxes, limit government. Uh, that's not exactly what that does. He wants to actually treat troops, heal troops, stop reducing benefits, stop using this as mercenaries. I can gather, I can get on board with that though. Stop data gathering, no knock warrants, stop the militarization of the police. Okay, we're on board. He wants to turn off social services and prosecute business owners for hiring illegal immigrants. Um, that's already done, folks. And if you know a business that is hiring illegal immigrants, you should report them because that is, you know, illegal. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Grayson. Seems like a fine person. If you want, he's on the Republican side. And on the Green Party, we have John Fortuin, which does not have a campaign website. Instead, he has a campaign Facebook with two updates and five people liking it. I'm going to take a stab and say he agrees 100% with the Green Party's 10 key values, which are grassroots democracy, social justice and equal opportunity, ecological wisdom, nonviolence, decentralization, community-based economics, feminism and gender equity, respect for diversity, personal and global responsibility and future focus and sustainability. 
you if you're voting for the Green Party, you know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, really, Green Party, Independents, and Libertarians, you need to play by the two-party rule until you can establish actual ranked choice voting like they are doing in Maine. That's the only way that these multiple parties are going to work out. And then we have Republican Doug Collins. He is in the political office, the U.S. House, from 2013 to 2021. He was in the Georgia House of Representatives from 2007 to 2012. He has a bachelor's degree from North Georgia College and an MDiv from New Orleans Theological Seminary and a JD from the John Marshall Law School in Atlanta. He was a pastor, an Air Force Reserve chaplain, a lieutenant colonel, and a lawyer in a private practice. Several of Collins' campaign ads end with the word tested, proven, trusted. He's emphasized his background with the Air Force and referred to his A rating from the National Rifle Association and ratings from anti-abortion groups. Collins said he was the top defender of President Trump during the impeachment trial and that he was Trump's preferred pick for the Senate appointment following Isaac's annou- Isaacson's announced resignation. Collins criticized Leffler over stocks sold in her and her husband's name following the COVID-19 briefing for senators she attended. Um... Once again, I do not like uh, Kelly Loeffler, but she was cleared of that. She was found innocent, so I'm not going to hold that one against her. Uh, Doug Collins is just, I mean, if you like NRA, if you like being anti-abortion, you like President Trump, he's just that with actual political experience. And so I would lean towards him. Moving right along, then we have Alan Buckley. Now, Alan Buckley was a 2016 Libertarian candidate for a U.S. Senate, and I actually kind of liked him because you could go to his website, and he actually hey, had like, hey, here's what I want to do about this, and here's my plan to do it. And it was things like cut this tax rate by 2% to generate this, and it was very actually thorough and in-depth. And when I tried to go to his website today, uh, you actually get forwarded to a payday loan site, which I don't know if that is bad or completely on purpose as a libertarian but um he's 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 your typical libertarian candidate he's running as an independent which is interesting i wonder what changed but i can't get to his website his campaign facebook hasn't been updated in four years um you know that that's really all i know about mr buckley and finally is albert bartell also known as al as he will appear on the ballot he completed high school in the first desegregated class in the 1970s. He was accepted in the United States Air Force, served in an air base, ground defense, and conflict resolution situations over the course of the Vietnam era. He has eight years of honorable military service. He's got no political experience, but he did pursue a career of public service. His website lists stimulus recovery initiatives, seniors being supported, small businesses developed, bipartisan, inclusive leadership, health care equitably managed, and violence prevention. Lots of nice little things. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this at the beginning and the end, just in case you don't have time to listen to all this. I think the best Republican candidate is Doug Collins. I think if you care about the NRA and anti-abortion stuff and President Trump, he's your guy. I think the best Democrat candidate is Ed Tarver because he actually has government experience. If you want to play your real politic game and you kind of because the, the election is going to be determined by whoever can get 51 percent. Uh, Kelly Loeffler, who I personally do not like, has raised $17.5 million, so she's the clear Republican frontrunner. And uh, Raphael Warnock has raised $4.4 million. He's the clear Democratic frontrunner. I think if voting for Libertarian or Independent or Green is a waste of your vote at this point, you need to be hammering candidates to want to do ranked choice voting. And once you have ranked choice voting, third-party candidates will inevitably uh, sprout up. You cannot have third-party candidates in a first-past-the-post system. It just does not work. So if you want meaningful election reform, you need to be hammering Republican and Democratic candidates. 
And if you made it this far, I want to thank you. I know this is not the most exhilarating of all topics, but I do appreciate your time and I appreciate you actually getting civically informed. I try to do as a minimal bias the way as I can. And if you know me and you don't agree with a lot of the things I agree with, then when I don't like a person, you can vote for them. And then, hey, I still educated you. We both win. And we're both part of an actual improved civic society. And I just want to, once again, thank you for your time. And I hope you, the yes you, listening to this right now, I hope you have a good day.